On today's episode of Web3 Made Easy, a lot of discussion about digital experiences. What exactly that is? Well, it's where you have the ability to get a physical asset tokenized on the blockchain and actually redeem that asset to be mailed directly to you. And on top of that, it's stored in a third-party location where you can also trade that asset for cryptocurrency. And we broke down a whole bunch of conversation around it on the back of Courtyard's $300, 200 supply Pokemon card called the Lost Grails Pack Mint, in which 200 cards were eligible to be purchased with a potential $5,000 chase card, breaking down everything that we thought about physical assets in this digital realm. If you want to tune into the episode live Monday to Friday, 8 a.m. Eastern time, Monday to Thursday, 5 p.m. Eastern time at Easy Eats Bodega on Twitter. And shout out to the title sponsor of all the content, HelloMoon.io. Giving us data, giving us analytics, helping us navigate the entirety of the Solana space, making trades, following smart money inflows and outflows, navigating NFTs, all completely for free at HelloMoon.io. But let's dive into the episode. What is going on, Web3 ecosystem? We are back again for another episode of Web3 Made Easy, talking about what we're buying, what we're selling, where we're making money, where we're losing money, and everything in between. And there is a lot of catalysts as far as where the market's heading, what's a security, what's not a security, and uh, the conversation around it. That's for damn sure, you know? Gary Gensler was in court today testifying in front of Congress around a variety of different things. Much of the conversation was focused on digital assets and tokenization, shockingly. And he went back and forth on some of his statements, stating that Pokemon cards are not a security, but a tokenized Pokemon card could be, and that he would need more information. There was a lot of other quality comments and conversation about it, including somebody photobombing Gary on the live television with a stand with Crypto Shield directly behind him during it from Coinbase. So gotta give a gotta give some credit to the boots on the ground doing the honest and hard work for that side of things. You also have one senator in particular in Emmer stating that Gensler needs to be removed due to a conflict of interest and his choice not to respond on how close and involved he was with the FTX and Sam Bankman freed situation. So rather curious and interesting situation going down in Congress between Gensler and Congress itself. The dollar continues to rally. Rates seem to be going higher. Crypto and equities have completely struggled across the board. We're seeing some volatility across the market at the moment. We saw a nice pump to start the day, only for it to rally back off and trend much, much lower, sadly, today. So it's uh, it's certainly been a little ugly, a little ugly out there as far as price action goes. But NFTs seem, especially on Solana, to have found some legs. We're seeing degen mints get picked up in droves, people getting excited about it and uh, continuing to kind of run at the moment, you know? So that's definitely a positive to see across the Solana ecosystem and that side of things. Gaming NFTs are continuing to rally. We just got an announcement around Sugartown Auras. Staking your auras earn energy. We did see Jonah, popular game individual, discussing some things as well about how he feels they're just reskinning some of the games, you know? And uh, that's not best. So it's... Uh, I'm excited for it, though. We have a weekend-long tournament, I believe it starts, for high scores in which you could potentially win more auras if you place in the top eight. On top of that, two more games being teased in the future after this NGMI one. I'm excited to play it. I'm going to kick Bunny's ass. That's basically the only thing I care about. And then on top of that, to wrap it up, we got Courtyard, Polygon NFT Mint, which is literally tokenized Pokemon cards. After we got these Gensler comments, selling out 60,000 United States dollars of 
value in 30 seconds. $300 per pack, 200 packs. So it's been a, it's definitely been a, a little bit of a positive from that side of things. You did get a lot of comments about the site crashing, people stating that they were unable to purchase, immediately selling out upon go live of the release of the NFTs and some secondary volume on those at $500. We do also have to acknowledge this. Bunny, what are your thoughts on the Damian Lillard trade? I just wanted to see if it moved Grayson Allen's floor price on Frentech because he was involved in the mm -hmm. three-team mm -hmm. trade. I think, where is he headed? Portland or Phoenix? One of the, I think, I think Phoenix, he's Phoenix. Right? I think he got shipped to Phoenix. Ah. Yeah, so I was wondering, dude, I don't know. So, dude, Dame Lillard and Giannis is going to be really fun to watch together. Well, the six Antecompunto brothers, Damian Lillard and Chris Middletown, Middleton are basically the Dude, <laughs> it's hilarious. Like, I'm sure there's, like, nobody here who knows what we're talking about, but that's, like, a legit strategy to like, keep Giannis happy was they just kept signing his brother. It's not a strategy. He's talked about it. He's, yeah. like, openly said, like, and if you sign my brothers, I will dude, play there. Dude, they suck at basketball. Terrible. Too, his brothers. Terrible. So Terrible. it's incredible that he got them on a, Like, he's so good that they still signed him. That's how good he is. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, 14th and 15th back end of the roster on an NBA team. At least you get all the benefits, right? Like, what's the problem with that? Yeah, even the league is pretty good. And then, like, Giannis doesn't have to have his brothers leeching off of him, right? So, yeah. yeah. A lot of yeah. positives. So, some dude, the courtyard, the, the Pokemon packs, they're like 500 bucks now in secondary, right? Yeah, dude. That's I think they're like three or four sales, but still, that's pretty fucking good, dude. And you have that Pokemon Mario card in there, which is like a 5K valuation. So, that's fucking I thought 6K, wild. dude. 6K. They just announced oh, yeah. a Van Gogh card will be given away. Uh, Where? Being given away. I think Van Gogh's dead, dude. I'm not sure if that's possible. Well, it's at the Van Gogh Museum. <laughs> at the Van Gogh Museum. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. Yeah, which is in Amsterdam right before Breakpoint. So I'm hoping maybe I can pull up. They have a full Pokemon exhibit there, you know? So even the Say Gogh, less. Yeah, bro, the Van Gogh Museum showing securities. I'm so excited. Is it a security visit on America? I, I, this this mm. is going to be a wild take and like I'm almost afraid to say this. Say it. Say it. He didn't say anything wrong in that clip. Like I've seen that clip like a hundred times. He was like, oh, I would need more. I would need more information. Yeah, like that makes sense, dude. I don't know, dude. Pokemon is a security. Oh, that's where you're going. You're going. That's like the whole. <laughs> that would be bad, right, for us? Because then everything would. Everything is, dude. Basketball cards, you name it. Everything. I actually wrote a longer form thread about how I I argue Pokemon is a security and how it actually dude, can fit that argument. I look. I look forward to not reading that. This is confirming. This is confirming my suspicions that Bunny is a fed. Bunny is a fucking fed, dude. Bunny is a fed. Why? Because I agreed with... I didn't even agree yes. with him. Yes. 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 I knew I shouldn't have said it, dude. Is that all you got? Like, you're just admitting that you're a fed? My my daughter's, like, having a blast right now, so she's, like, cracking up. So I went back on mute real quick. Okay, well, that's fine. Shout out to the title sponsor of all the content, Hello Moon HelloMoon.io. Giving us data, giving us analytics, smart money inflows, smart money outflows, navigating the full Solana ecosystem. I was going to say the fully. The full Solana ecosystem, helping to make SPL trades, NFT trades. And there's a little bit of volume today. We're up 13%. 
Back above 37K, $695,000 United States dollars. Magic Eden leading market share at 48%. Buyers down 7.3% to 3.5K. Sellers down 17% to 5.63K. Unique wallets down 13% to 9.73K. All being led by Magic Eden. Top collections, it is a sea of green today. This is what we love to see. Tayo Infants up 30% back above 27. Prohala at 5.88, up 8%. Kampai Pandas at 67 salamis, up 17% on the day. Photo finish at 31.92, up 0.05%. So basically trading flat. Reavers back to 9. Fidelian up 8% to 15. Mad Lads up 5% to 60. Asset Dash Vanta up 17% to 15. Clear Collectibles up 20% to 2.22. Heist at 17. And Soul Casino at 78. And of course, we got to talk about them dogs at 2.7 with SMB Gen 2 under 100 and Gen 3 down to 7.71. Honestly, pretty damn good day, I will say, across the NFT space. Even a Degen Mint pump from free to a, a quarter soul. Some opportunity to mint like 100 of them damn things, which is what a lot of people have been doing. As we pivot over to the open seas and take a look at the top trending collections, block games dice down to 0.08 ETH. Other side vessels up to 0.18. Milady Maker down below 2 ETH. My God, 1.9. Pixelady Maker at 0.06. Sugartown Aura is down to 0.22. Looks like the gaming boom has cooled off. Captains up to 3.43. Velocity Series, I believe that's the Red Bull Pass, has a drop, I want to say, with Snowfro which is causing some positive price action. Their last drop that was given to select Velocity Series Pass holders was selling for as high as 2 ETH. So that's a nice arbitrage opportunity if you manage to get a hold of one of those. Seems like Red Bull is entering into the fine art airdrop meta that is going on. Top collections on Ethereum. This shit is a sea of red. My God. Board Apes at 24 flat, down half a percent. Pudgies back under 5, down 1%. Miladies down 11%. Block Game Dice down 32%. Other Deed expanded down 9%. Coda's under 3 ETH down 9%. Sugartown down 6 with their game drop on Friday. Other Deeds, unrevealed or unexpanded, up 5%. Nakamigo Cloaks up 17% to 0.08. Bunny, are you worried? I probably lost. You think so? Yeah, I, I just feel like there's not enough time for it to move that much. I think it will end up under Mint, but yeah, I mean, just on the time frame that we picked, I don't feel great about it. Mm. You had the confidence, though. I'll give you that. I was on your side. I would I would have tailed you on that. Well, dude, you know you know was the one thing. Dude, she's playing hide and seek, man. She's going crazy. Just having a blast. Uh, yeah, dude. Um. Oh, it was like I forgot that the Nakamigos went under men, right? So they've almost had like a similar trajectory to the cloaks because they were they both went under men for like a second and then and then popped back up. Yeah, they basically traded at mint. I, I, I think what held me back was the fact that like 17,000 of the 20K were minted for free by existing holders, right? And I, I guess I expected more of them to dump and take profits. Mm, that's the tough part. It seems like people are holding it, but for why? I know Manny's stuck on this uh, Charlie oh, Bay situation thinking that Beeple's behind it and Satoshi's alive again. Pepe Sylvia. Pepe Sylvia. So, easy. did you see, I meant to ask you this the other day, did you see the Sunflower Land mint that happened? Buds. Yeah. Did they didn't do it, they were expensive, bro. What was it, 0.05? Uh, it was in Matic. So, I think the, like, the guaranteed list was, like, 
or the guaranteed mint, depending on what you held, was like 135 is where it started at, 135 Matic. And it went up the public mint was like a buck 90, 192 Matic. They minted out like at least half of them. So that's pretty good for like something that OpenSea is showing on the front page. Typically, those things are just like absolute L's. If you look at the the Wagme games, right, that's like what they're showing to us right now on the front on page. Dude, go look at how many have been minted. It's oh, like, damn. first of all, six percent. <laughs> Why the fuck is this thing a point one nine mint? <laughs> Not, like I've never heard of it. Point one nine mint with a limit of one thousand per wallet. <laughs> I didn't see that part. That's funny. All right, so I just signed to mint a thousand. Good thing I don't have one hundred eighty nine ETH or whatever it is. <laughs> I mean, who's doing? Have you ever heard of Wag Me Games? Yeah, dude, a longtime fan. I mean, it seems like they're just trying to piggyback off the gaming meta that's been going on. For point and the point, point one nine is like egregious. You know what else isn't like? I, I gotta check it because I haven't checked since I took a nap. Uh, the Fiwo thing went live today, right? Yes, dude, it sold out. Did it? Yeah, sold out. Viva la fucking art, motherfucker! Can somebody send me this? Who the fuck is like, that guy? What, what? Send B, excited about art doing well. Who the hell invited him? All right, what do, what do you want? Somebody send me a link. To, can you, MB, send me the open seat of that. I can't find it. What is it called? Fuo? I don't know. I just keep typing Fuo and it doesn't come up. Right, I'm going to go to the Fuo-ocious paints because I bet it's deployed from the same thing. It's not. It's not. Yeah, it's not. Oh, tried to big brain it. Didn't big brain it. I'm curious what it's trading is. So there's going to be no public at all? I, no, it's already sold out. It sounds, it sounds to me like Bunny's wow. changing to lose another $100 bet. Yeah, dude, let's bet on this one. I'll bet on this one. What are we betting? I don't know. I don't even know what the floor is at. I'm gonna go to the Fuel World website because I'm, I, dude. I want to know what it's at. Can you mint? Dude, why you're looking? I actually I, had I got it. It's at point two three nine. Uh, it's unrevealed. They're wow. like placeholders. I'll send it in the DMs. But you gotta remember his. Oh, I lied! I lied! For... I lied! I lied! I lied! I lied! Paint holder claims are going on. It's minted eleven thousand of twenty thousand. Okay, Dude, your info. I was about to say, yeah, I don't know what you guys look at. No, so easy. Those are accounted for. I think. I think they get them. As, it's a very complicated drop, and I don't understand it. So, so take what I say with a grain of salt. But like, I think we they get do. the airdrop. So I think those are accounted for, and then everything else wasn't accounted for. So it went to sale. But I think if you had some kind of paint, like it, it you would get something for for free. So the thing, it says it on here, but written in letters. If you hold a paint drop or multiple drops of 10 or more, you can connect and mint additional fuos in exchange for flowers. The fuck is a flower? I like flowers. I have no idea. I like Tato's. I like Tato's. Bunny, do you like this art? Um, I like, I don't hate it. I don't, like, I looked at I haven't seen it as a PFP. I feel like it wouldn't work as a PFP. But I, I'm just, I, that's off my gut. I haven't, like, seen somebody use it yet. I don't hate it, though. NB, what is the collection called at OpenSea? Because I'm curious about secondary on this. That's my bigger thing it, here. 
I, I DM'd it to you, but it's uh, it's it? the account is Fiwo uh, World Vault, and it's ferocious times Fiwo World. So it's a Fuel. point one four ETH floor right now. There's only twelve ETH of volume. Fourteen ETH. That's not bad though. It went up two ETH since I refreshed. I mean, yeah, this thing's That's... selling. Someone's sweeping it. They're flying. Yeah, they're flying. Yeah, someone's sweeping it. Somebody just swept like forty of them. Yeah, okay, I guess this thing is moving now. I'll give them that. Looks like Art wins again. Dude, so I actually had somebody reach out to I had a couple of people reach out to me in the DMs and they asked me how I was returning the pudgy toys at, to a different store for more money. Like I legitimately have been asked. Oh, about somebody was this. serious. Yeah, dude. They were like, Well, how, how does it do? Doesn't it have the price on the receipt? I'm like, dude, it's like how down bad are we? That people were like taking that as legitimate financial advice <laughs> for two dollar differences. Like, this guy's on to something. That scale that could make a lot of sense, dude. I don't know. I, I won't share this. Well, I'll share it now that I'm talking to you guys. <laughs> there, there, there used to be people I know who would go um, the day before Black Friday and buy all the items that got released that they knew that they were gonna get. They'd buy them all, and then the next day on Black Friday, they would just file a dispute on their credit card for the price difference and then show the flyer and say, look, they charged me wrong for this. And they would not have to wait in line and fight people on Black Friday and get it all discounted. <sighs> that might be credit card card fraud, but I think, like I like that it idea. It sounds like fraud. Luckily, yeah. we have a lawyer up here. Jesse, it's is that not- fraud? It sounds like fraud to me. Uh, you know, I haven't done a, I haven't done a deep dive into the case law, but yeah, I would not recommend it. All right, so the lawyer says it's cool to do. That's what I got out of it. Said we're good to go. Said fraud is totally cool. Yeah, here's the thing: if he doesn't definitively say that it's fraud, like it seems like there's a bit of wiggle room, which means you could do it, right? Because that's all you need, just like a skosh of legal gray area. That's it, just like a shade of gray. That's all we need instead of 50 shades. See what I did there? You like that? Yeah. Dude, seven years ago when that movie came out, that would have slapped. Oh, dude, thank you. Uh, absolutely. Frisk, how you living? We're doing good. Uh, I want to say it's a quiet week, but it's not really a quiet week. It's just like a lot of news, and it's like, what do you do with that news? The interviews from Gensler were interesting. I, I hate to be a Fed here. I see where Bunny is coming from. I'll give him that. Where, like, you know, if, if someone asks for, like, more info, you know, is, it, it, I get that. But I also think that, you know, he's he's kind of ridiculous in the way that he says things. Like, I saw him avoiding a question about whether he thought Bitcoin was a security or not, which was ridiculous because he had stated in the, in the past that it wasn't. So, teach, like, I, I don't know. I also don't, like, I'm not the type of person to be, like, so deep into that side of things that I care. But if you're a trader, this is really, like, important to note. Like, when I look at, like, the chart of ETH and Sol and Bitcoin today and pretty much any cryptocurrency, it just literally was like like a whole erasure of gains and losses just in a matter of a few hours. It was wild. So congratulations to anyone who actually managed to cook on like longing or shorting. But moreover, you're probably going to get washed on that. Uh, if you're... Chop unless you're like... A, yeah, yeah, exactly. I, uh, I don't... I, I'm, I'm not good enough to play those games, so I don't play those games. I just... I sit back and watch. It's nicer that way. Um... Where are you guys finding the information about this Mario Pikachu card being worth 5k? eBay. Like what's like I, I there was a $6100 sale on eBay, 
eBay, I think, not eBay. that long ago. Where? Like, I hate to be that nerd, but, like, what's the source? It's literally on sold listing. Yeah, you go to eBay, and then you can filter by sold. I, t- I just typed in eBay. Pokemon Mario Pikachu, and then you go to finished at the bottom, where it's, like, completed, so not active, like what's already sold, and then you filter to highest last sale. What am I not... Oh, recently. for fuck's sakes, I'm on the Canadian eBay. Oh, yeah, you're a fucking idiot. What the hell does that even mean? Dude, I wish I could tell you. I don't even fucking know anymore. Bro, holy shit. There's, so there's four different cards. There's Luigi, Mario, and then two also Japanese editions of it. The four series set for PSA 10s. Easily five figures. $11,000. Yeah. Wow, really? I feel like it. Yeah, it seems low. The one that seems card low. Yeah. Itself. Well, I think that one card, the Mario Pikachu one, is the main card that carries the value. Like that one. Right, but this is a full set, and they're PSA tens, like tens. Yeah, all the ones that are sold are PSA tens for five k. The only way you get a PSA ten is if you know somebody who works at PSA, dude. Literally. Yeah. Well, no, dude. The secret is funny. You're overthinking it. The secret is when you send the cards in, you put them all together in a stack, and in the middle of the stack, you put a hundred dollar bill. No, dude, you actually, like, there. I don't know if you've ever sent anything to PSA, but, like, there's a very, like, stringent process. Like, you have to pack it a certain way to send it to them. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, so my buddy sent in a first edition Charizard to them. Not that, like, I forget how much it cost them. It was, like, fucking $1,000 to get graded. And then. That's too much. Dude, then they hit him back, Frisk. And they were, like, this exceeds, like. The like they give you like an initial appraisal like that's how you pay originally and they're like you exceeded that value he had to send them like another five hundred dollars yeah if it's over like ten grand they upcharge you or they just hold the cards hostage and then and then he came back and he got like a six and a half it was like a PSA six and a half that's ridiculous (laughs) yeah for PSA too like PSA is not even so I'm sure you guys know this PSA is like the standard but if you want like the luxury grading you need to go to Beckett. Beckett is like the, the card company that. Nah, like, but PSA is like the grail, dude. It's just like the gold standard. It's the one that's known yeah. the best, but I would I think but Beckett is like there's much less like Beckett tens than there are PSA tens in the world, especially when you look at like a lot of the cards that are traded, especially Pokemon cards. That's the thing. I I don't disagree with you, but a lot of people don't know that for a reason that it's it's like you know wearing Supreme versus wearing Saint Laurent, like Saint Laurent. two very different brands, Saint Laurent. I can tell you, my mom threw out like my. I had all, almost a full set first editions, dude. She tossed them all. Oh, I'd cry. Dude, I would you cry. Definitely, yeah. those edges were definitely burnt to shit. Like, bang. Oh, dude, I was like, I was battling these motherfuckers, dude. Like, yeah, you're playing <laughs> fucking Beyblade with the goddamn cards, dude. Like, yeah. Totally different game. I'm looking at this courtyard drop, dude. There's a lot of bangers in here. They do have some. What's interesting is it's a mix of reviewed cards. So, everything from Beckett, nine and a halfs to cgc which is a much lower grade up to tens from psa oh my god do they even have S- S- sgc which so like they have all kinds of different grading on these but this is the grails that got away number three so yeah really interesting approach here i want to like i don't want to do the math because it's 200 freaking cards but i'm curious how much they spent on these that's my big. Well, here, okay. Let, let's. Do, I'll do it right now. Let's do an aggregation. Two hundred. How many? Car- Two hundred cards. Approximate price of what? Three hundred bucks. Like, they sold two hundred packs for three hundred bucks. And that's like what? Out. Six grand. Sixty grand. Sixty, 60 grand. grand. Sixty thousand United States dollars. 
And they're about to—they're doing a mint for five hundred each, right? No, they already minted. Oh, it's sold out. They sold sixty thousand. No, they're worth. selling for five hundred right now on secondary. Okay, 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 okay. So the mint was okay. Cool. Okay, I get this now. But like, I'm more curious what the card valuations are. Did they got an anti eight and a half Beckett card in here? That I'm like, what is that actually valued at? But I think this is cool. It's crazy because you had the Gensler comments today, literally talking about exactly what's happening right now. Like, of all things, you know that dude, Torres, the individual senator uh, or Congress representative who definitely was participating in this courtyard drop for damn sure. Like, that's what I will say. It was definitely it active. Did, it, I mean, dude, he definitely had a lot list, right? Because I mean, 100% he, had to. Yeah, it was like, like the drop was today and he referenced it. So, it's yeah. Just, my man definitely got a free pack for sure. For sure. So I got a question for you too, specifically, because I think that you guys have more experience than this. I surprise, surprise, not a sports guy, but also like I wasn't around for top shot. I got into NFTs a little bit after it. What does this feel like in regards to, because you both like spent time on top shot, right? Top shot was way more of a dumpster fire, dude. Like top shot. Was oh, so this is better. Cards. Yeah. Cause you can get this card in hand. That's what's interesting to me is you can actually get this card in hand is the thing. So that's where I'm like, this is interesting because it's a physical product that's just stored somewhere else. It's much like if you've seen the lending aggregator arcade that Sirius posts, um, that's where I'm like, okay, this is interesting because they tokenize like a watches. They tokenize the full Supreme shirt collection and people can take loans out on it. These are tokenized assets that you just don't have to store or hold on to. Even though it's not that large of a size, but like, do you, what's up? Do you remember the dumpster fire of like the NBA Top Shot queue after they blew up, bro? There would be a hundred thousand people in line, and you just had to wait three hours to see if there was any left. Like, yeah. and like if you fell asleep, dude, you like you go all the way to the back of the line, bro. I yeah. sounds like me trying to buy PS fives. Oh my god! So dude, it's kind of like time. that. So the way that these queue systems worked was basically if you were eligible. You had to be on the page for when the queue started and then hit the enter queue button and then it randomly assigned you a spot in the queue. So you had like 100,000 people immediately hitting that button and within the first 30 seconds, it would be like finalizing queue and then it would give you a spot. There'd be like 10 to 15,000 packs. And basically, if you were in the first 25K, you had a chance. Obviously, first 15K, you were guaranteed one. But there was a bunch of people who like wouldn't buy one and all this other stuff. It was just such a dumpster fire, dude. Uh, they did show every card that was in the packs, though. So you ended up getting some insight into it as to like what you could pull. But packs range in prices from $7, I think, up to $150. No, I, there was a $700 Top Shop pack, for sure. They went that high? Yeah. Like I, retail? Or like, like initial cost? No, yeah, that was the retail price. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That was like the rare boy. I can't remember the name of the pack, but I, I'm positive there was like a $600, $700 USD pack. See, that's crazy to me. But it's, dude, it's just such an interesting experiment that's going on with it. Cause like, how long is this going to be sustainable? You know what I mean? Like, they're definitely spending a lot of money on these cards. I don't know if they spent 60 grand on these. Cause there's ranges from like an eight all the way up to a 10 graded. So, I, dude, I don't know. I think that cause these are so illiquid in card shops, they can probably get them heavily discounted. And just make the money on the mint out and not even on the like secondary sales of these things because they're just that liquid. Like, think about this. Like, you go to like, I don't know, Oklahoma, there's a card shop that these are just sitting there and nobody's ever going to buy them. Right. Yeah. It's actually a really good point. I do think that's a good because, dude, if you pull up and say, I have 40 grand, give me 200 cards that are all with like one chase card. 
then like there's probably a good opportunity for it. But man, we've had a lot of conversation about this. I enjoy this conversation because it's something relevant, something going on right now. But Deuce, do your hands up. What's going on? Yo, dude, I just want to say how the fuck the Pokemon launch. Well, I guess it's not directly Pokemon, but how did the fuck the Pokemon cards launch today? And I'm just now hearing about it at fucking five o'clock in the afternoon. Like I've been on Twitter all day and I've not seen anything about it. I've been seeing everything about Pudgy Penguins. And then we have this happen, dude. I'm super excited for the market. I'm super excited for what's going on in the NFT space. And um, dude, I just want to say I've missed my boy Shrimp. I've not seen him in so long. I have to give my boy a shout out. I love my guy Shrimp. I love Easy. I love Bunny Frisk. Everybody in that fucking space that's still here and actually oh, fucking grind it, bro. My friend. We love you, my friend. Definitely love you. Appreciate that. Yeah, you're about three hours late on the Pokemon drop, uh, I will say. About three hours rip. late. So, yeah, rip. Could go buy a secondary pack for $500 if you want to potentially pull it. That's the other thing, dude, is like, I wish I could see what cards got hit. Because then it's like, <clears throat> if somebody pulls that Pikachu, how quickly does the price of these like drop? Frisk, hands up. Okay, so we're going get to get a bit heady here. But this opens up a whole opportunity like I, I i don't know a ton about this actual platform i haven't used it and i kind of want to try it out now at least to like see how it works but this opens up a whole window of opportunity for any sort of tokenized physical collectibles which funny enough like we mentioned was mentioned was talked about today in the sec hearing i think that's what it was with gensler um so what's to stop this from happening with pop figures what's to stop this from happening with like really rare coins so or stuff like if you that. haven't seen it, there's a platform called Arcade. Um, our, oh, I think it's Arcade. Let me go to Cyrus's page. But yeah, I think he's an ambassador for Arcade underscore XYZ. It's the leading DeFi protocol for NFT lending. And if you look on there, the even oh yeah, the most recent tweet, which was today at 10.54 a.m., the literal first thing on here is an AP Royal Oak which they put the principal at $47,000. So you send the watch somewhere, it gets stored in an escrowed location, and then what happens is you can actually take out a loan on that. And someone took out a 60-day loan against the watch for a 20% APR. So they'd have to pay back about $2,000. If they don't, whoever provided that loan, because this is all peer-to-peer -peer lending, so I can loan you the money, you can loan it back, whatever. You can pick out what you loan on. That's what's the most interesting to me is now these physical products. If you end up getting that NFT, you can actually redeem it from the location. So you actually can get one of these assets and they're usually much cheaper than like retail or even secondary volume on them. But of course you'd have to know like the watch market for it, for example. But that's where I'm like, this is some really interesting shit. Um, some like, and then of course the digital collectibles, like someone took a, a loan out on 25 Clonex mint vials for 47,000 47, and is paying back 25% APR in 30 days. So like there's opportunities still where I think we're going to continue to see physical assets get tokenized on chain as a contract that people can actually verify and claim on the other side, which is the really interesting part of this. Because like obviously these Pokemon cards are at a smaller scale, but seeing something like the, the T-shirts, the Supreme shirts, was really interesting to me because that was like 15, 20 grand for those, you know? Uh, yeah, man, it's it's pretty crazy. So easy, just on that, uh, it's actually a company called Brinks that they have the partnership with. It's a secured vaulted company um, and you can basically redeem it any anytime you want and they ship worldwide to you, basically. Interesting, interesting. 
So that company though, and Tima, do you know anything about that? It's like, do they cover shipping or do you have to pay that? Like, what's that kind of look like? My assumption is you probably would pay for shipping. I don't know if that's part of the actual process, but um, Brinks itself is globally recognized. It's possibly the best company out there in terms of uh, security vaults and just having the right resources to have it protected. So it's it's mm. like having like the golden seal almost, right, for protection. Yeah, see, that's what's really interesting to me because these are like real-world use cases for these things where like instant liquidity is technically possible. And just FYI, like Courtyard's founder, when he first launched this entire Pokemon collection, his vision was just that these Pokemon collections is going to be a proof of concept. He does see this being applicable to like baseball cards or like uh, basketball cards or like much more expensive items in general. So I feel like this is just him trying to create that momentum and that uh, adoption, just proving the concept. And once it starts to catch on speed, there's a lot more applications that you can do with this. And that's the other thing is like the adoption cycle of it becomes difficult because obviously it's like right now people understand Pokemon, they understand ripping the packs. And I think Courtyard did such a good job of this because they've made it an experience. You buy a pack, you don't know what's in it. It's like blind boxes. We just saw the same thing go down with those skateboards where people could actually like reveal a skateboard physically. And there's that like gambling sense to it where like people would rather pay 300 bucks to take the risk of potentially pulling a $5,000 card, even if it's a liquid. Like that's the thing, like these actually are surprisingly liquid when you look at them from like eBay sales where you're netting, even if you took this thing in hand, physical, sold it, yeah, that's it. That's the impressive part to me is like how liquid these are. Frisk, you got something? Dude, yeah, just like the, the ideas that are running my mind right now, with, right now with this. Like I'm sure that a lot of people on this stage have probably seen those TikToks of people just opening Pokemon cards. Like they do nothing but just open them. Like that is like- Exactly. Like there, yeah, there's an opportunity here big time for this to be like like a great like just something that just like sucks in so much opportunity and while it didn't and that's the thing is as much of it as as it is like to call gambling and i do agree that it is there I, I also think that there's just an element of it that people like the luck side of it like there's that interest i've watched i i, I watch card openings all the time and even Actually. for myself like i yeah yeah exactly like i i, I or what the worst ones are oh my god are where they uh they go yo I have this pack and it's bent. We're going to open it and see if I got anything rare. And they end up pulling like a thousand dollar card to like, fuck man. Of course this one had to be the bent one, but yeah, like it's, it's, there's so, so much like cool shit here. And the thing that just ran my mind, I never, I was never huge into card collecting, but before I came into the space, like I used to trade a few things. One would be, um, clothing, like center clothing. And the other was like vintage video games. And like both of those have the potential to be like really, really, really expensive like really expensive markets. I'd argue more than the card market personally, but that's that's depending on who you ask. And it's you kind of wild to see that. Book market for us, right? What's, what's well, the royalties on this? Sorry. That's a good question. I don't know. On Courtyard? I think yeah. it was five. I could be wrong. Because eBay's um, is 10%. Yeah. yeah. I, I believe it was five, but... I guess it's it's really a matter, as Frisk was saying, just reaching the right market, right? Like, I feel like this is just um, bubbled inside this Web3 group. And when you're just marketing to this niche group of people, few of whom are actually Pokemon fanatics, right? 
like it really lowers your target market down it, it cuts it down by a huge chunk so when you're marketing on a bigger scale and as real fanatics who actually love pokemon who actually are almost addicted to just ripping these packs open they start realizing that this is a market they can potentially tap into i i do see more adoption coming in but it i think it requires better marketing on on courtyards front i think they can do a better job there well i'm even looking right now like right now you can actually get a uh the lowest price on OpenSea is a cam reddish player for the hawks rookie card select psa 9 for 28 dollars uh six percent royalty fee they got a joe burrow rookie in here for 50 bucks 40 bucks so you're looking at about eight percent after open sea fees and creator royalty which is close to ebay but i think this opens up a lot of really cool possibilities a lot of very interesting things from the card side the collectible side the physical the digital experience if you will i will say the thing that that concerns me one bit and i don't think this is necessarily a downside but it can be depending on who you ask when i think about conferences for these things because there are a lot of conferences that like people go and they'll trade cards at or like or, or like the big like uh card cons this takes that element away from it and maybe it doesn't have to like maybe there's a way that i haven't thought of yet that like can can provide that it can provide but for the most part like you when you lose the physical opening of it i think that there's i, I don't know there's um like not opportunity to bring it with you everywhere. I, I like the idea that this can be redeemed for physicals, and of course there's that bridge right there. But I do think that there is that missing component that comes with like, you know, the conference side of things, and also like the in real life part of um I guess trading. Just to add to that first, like dude, you can't go to the bathroom at any of those conferences if you have all your cards on you. Like people get robbed constantly at those conferences. Valid. If you need to take a shit, you need to take a shit. What? Did they uh, did they say yeah. what uh, the packs are going to be from? Like, is it a set range of uh, Pokemon sets, or is it just like random graded PSA cards? So they show all the cards that are in the pack. Yeah, they do. I, I think their very first drop, and I could be wrong because I believe this was really ar- around the time when Goblin Town, I think, minted. Uh, there were two Charizards in there. I think one was a rank uh, grade 9 and one was a grade 10, I believe. And that was their very first drop. Bro, even this Grails pack right now, though, they have a Gen 1 Charizard 9 in here from Beckett. Uh, not Shadowless. They have a Shadowless one that's a 6. So, yeah, it definitely varies. I'd hold it. Honestly, like, spending 300 bucks and... Like unpacking a Pikachu, I wouldn't fucking sell that shit because I know that shit is only gonna go up in value. Long enough time, time right? horizon too. They have the Japanese edition that's the pocket monster backing from '96. So this Grails one has some absolute heat in it. If you're into traditional collectibles, I'm impressed, man. I'm not gonna lie, I'm impressed. This is uh, this is well done. I I will say I wish the marketplace on Courtyard was a little better, but other than that, man, this is some really interesting stuff that they got going on here. People say NFTs are dead. It's just like, the use case, honest- man. Like, this is literally the definition of the use case, I think. Like, this is a digital collectible of a physical asset that you can relate to. It's like, yeah, I own this Pokemon card. It's just stored online. And I can have it mailed to me at any point. And that's, like, such an easy way to relate to people. You know? Huh. It's pretty dope. Shrimp, you got something for us before we wrap? Yeah, I just wanted to, you know, frisk the idea that it would take away from the, like, 
in real life like conferences? I don't think so because think of it from the standpoint one as a NFT bozo half of us we all like going to the in real life events and we all collect JPEGs on the blockchain but then also from a trading aspect of nobody truly there's actually truly no trace if you uh, catch my drift because you know blockchain there's that one contract that says it left this and went here uh, I meet you you meet me there's no true trace of uh, what left with each other if that makes sense you know what I mean uh, we all pay taxes here, but I'm just saying, uh, P to P in person, you know, you know, here. <laughs> oh, bro. Those card markets, to... dude, they're exchanging cash. Those MFers are. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, dude. Well, like, it's, dude, the, like, it's, it's the whole like... physical collectibles too. Sneakers was the same way. Like sneaker con and every state has tons of designer clothes, quality clothing, like hype beast clothing, sneakers, and all that stuff's done in cash. Yeah, so, like, that's the thing. Like, that's never going to go away because at the end of the day, cash is king in the grand scheme of it, whether it's valued in any type of way, uh, because you can't really trace um, the $20 that you took for that, you know, thing in the bathroom frisk. No, I, I you know, I, I actually agree with that. I, I can't argue against that. You're 100% right. Ted, you got something for us before we wrap. Just a quick reminder, we have packs and 30 minutes for little doggles out there. Hope you have a good day, easy. I was gonna drop that too on the go on the on the bounce here. Packs dropping. It's actually 44 minutes right now. You know? 6:30 Eastern for all the best coast out there. 6:30 Eastern. Bunny, are you doing coast. a space tonight? Yes. All right. Well, tune into the fucking bozo. That's gonna do it for today's episode, though. Get Come ready for your packs if you're a dog holder. Go take advantage of that. Dropping in 45 minutes, 44 minutes at the nifty.com backslash packs. Some great conversation today, I will say. This was very entertaining. I'm pleasantly surprised from a real-world use case for NFTs. And shout out Torres in Congress for definitely having a lot list to this, considering he brought up the exact situation to Gary Gensler today. But that's gonna do it. We're back in at 8 a.m. Eastern time. Have a good one, and we will catch you next time.